Yeah, what's going on, people? It's been a minute. It's been a hot minute. I ain't, I ain't gonna hold y'all. I, I miss y'all. I miss y'all. I, I miss this. I really, I really miss doing this uh, this whole podcast thing. But I've been busy. I've been busy with life and whatnot. You know what I mean, life just trying to trying to find my way through it. Trying to trying to find my path and whatnot. But yeah, today we have a very special guest. I couldn't get JBL with me today. The man was busy, so of course I got the big bro with me. What up? What up? What up? What up? It's nah, Mr. Blackis, aka Matthew Carter. Some nigga in the background. How y'all doing? Nah, man, nah, man. You know, you you, you know how that goes and shit. I mean, so I want to get started by telling the people why why we went up to. Starting off with with myself. So I people recently. Recently discovered real estate investing. I've been studying real estate investing. Like, you know what I mean, like this, this is this is the the first thing in my life where like I said to myself, I know that I can do this. You feel me? Like there was a lot of things I tried in life, and it's like I said to myself, oh, I can I can't do this. I can maybe do this. I can I, mean, I can I can try it out. But this is the one thing where I, I assured myself and said, I know I I can do this. You know what I mean? Like so so it feels good. Like if if it feels like. I found I found my path, sort of sense. You know what I mean? But at the at the same time, at the same time, I don't know. Like I'm just I'm just like I'm just like sort of at the still beginning beginning stages of it, you know. So tell the people what what you've been up to, bro. Um, well, I've been pretty much going through my own journey of discovery as every other cliche person in life. I've been trying to figure myself out, learn some more things, more practical things I've gotten up to. Um, I got my hands up. I'm trying to go get an amateur boxing by next year. And right now I've been sparring pretty much for the entire summer. Working out, trying to get the form right, trying to get uh, try everything proper. Uh, yeah. I'm really trying to box and put my people on because I can't see myself doing nothing else. I've got other passions, part of the callings, but nothing feels more right when... Honestly, I'm exchanging hands with another person. It's just, I can't see myself doing it. That's what I've been up to. Felt that. that Felt and trying that. to figure out human development, trying to learn people better, human behavior, got you. psychology, I guess. Got you, got you. Okay, Trying okay. No, I mean, self-improvement is very important, people. Never, ever forget that. Never, mm-hmm. ever forget that. That's so important. I mean, today, today I heard a, I heard a, I heard a line from a, from a Kikardi new album. Let me see if I can remember. But pretty much the the gist of it was with without self love you can't progress. You can't you can't level up yourself or, or become the greatest version of yourself. Which is, which is so true. That that bar really really spoke to me because as you know I I start I, I struggle with uh, self love a bit. I mean like I do I do love myself but I need I need a lot more self love. You feel me? So so, so 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 it's very true. Like if you don't love yourself, how how can you level up and become the greatest version of yourself? You feel me? And that's really tricky because self-love is the best love. Um, and I want to quote a song, not Kid Cudi, but I actually want to quote a song from Dreamville, um, off their latest tape, Revenge of the Dreamers Three, I believe it was. It was a song with Ari Lennox in self-love, and it wasn't just like for the quintessential women out there. You had Boss on it. Pretty much, you know, in a sense, spoke from a male perspective. Mm-hmm. Now, if I'm taking a male perspective and a woman perspective and self-love, you know, dependency relationship-wise, 
Now, if you don't have it for yourself and you're alone, it's more damaging. Mm-hmm. Now you're looking for others or hoping others can give you that love that you can't give yourself or you're not giving yourself. Perfect. And self-love is so important because that's fuel. That's the gasoline we use. Every single day to get up, our, uh, get up down our beds, to go to our jobs, to see the people we love and perform for them. All that in itself is just like fuel that we use for our bodies, our vessels. Oh, yeah. If we don't love ourselves, we can't love nobody else in function. And that's truly important. For a fact, if we don't, we don't learn to love ourselves, how, how can we learn to love others, you know? So self-love is very important, but like, loving yourself in this, in this crazy world we live in, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna say a lot of y'all say it's the safest thing in the world, it's not, it's not, there's, there's gonna be some days where like, you feel that self-love, you know what I mean, exponentially, you know what I mean, some, some days where you feel like that, some days where you're gonna feel no self-love at all, type of shit, and it's like, Maybe it's the opposite. And it's and it's those days I feel like that that can really define how much you 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 love yourself. Like like if you don't allow yourself to get into that to that state of mind during those days, then you're you're honestly gonna go far with this with the self self love concept. Yes, and the self love concept honestly comes from being a child. Not to get too far into psychology, people like I mentioned earlier, because mm-hmm. I ain't no professional. I'm just a nigga in the hood. That's <laughs> so, um, facts. And I got decent practice. I got about 10 clients. I'm failing all of them. <laughs> um, the most important thing with self-love is to link it in the child because the inner child, our childlike selves, when we are going out and growing, that's when we look for love the most. For fact. Because as babies, they all speak that Google Gaga shit, and after a while, they have no idea how used to it we get. So when we're looking for the Google Gaga shit, it's like, I love you, sweetie. How are you? You're so important. You're gonna do so great. Now, when we stop hearing that as, as ourselves as kids, honestly speaking, we don't tell ourselves that. Yeah. We're told that it's to operate from like listening. Yeah. And we have to listen so much. Our parents never told us listen to other sources, outside sources, listen to everything in between. Mm-hmm. Like reading a book, reading between the lines. Mm-hmm. And it's so hard as a kid because love comes natural to you, but you don't oh, yeah. speak the language per se like exactly, like that thorough, correct. Or knowledgeable. Mm-hmm. So all you know is a kid that you've had this feeling, these feelings of love or hate or sadness or whatever. Life is a feeling process. You right. can't go through that process if you don't feel love for yourself. Right. And honestly, I feel like I feel like when when we're kids, I feel like it's up to our parents to, to teach us about love and, and self love and, and 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 about how to how to how, yes how, and about how to how, how, and about how to take care of yourself and how and and, and, and how to love yourself. And also how, how how to love others at the same time. So, parents, I, I, I feel like parents honestly don't real don't don't realize this part of their job. At least some parents don't. You know what I mean, like, did my mom teach me teach me about self love? Think, thinking about it now, yes and no. Yes, in the in the sense that whenever there was days where I was down and like I felt like I couldn't do do anything. Do anything about it, or I felt depressed. I felt like shit. You know what I mean? She, she would. She, sometimes she would give me the words of encouragement. I mean, like tell me, tell me about self, self love and whatnot. But then, but then the the no part is that she didn't do it enough. You feel me? Like, like she didn't instill, embed that that self love idea into me. The concept, at, the concept of self love, self love into me as a kid. As a kid, you're always told, "I love you," and, yes. and of course, as a kid, you say it back. I love you more, mommy. It was like as a kid, you don't know the meaning and weight behind those words, and, and just like 
Do you really like? It's not. It's not dumb. Fucked up here, but it's like, do you really love your mom? Like, it's, it's not dumb. Fucked up, but it's like, think about that though, because because love. I question that. I question that. Because because love is a is a very com- complex complicated emotion. emotion. Like love is love is very very powerful, and I'm a big believer of of love. Try try triumphing overall. Love love can 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 conquer all. Honestly, if you use it right. But love can also destroy you. Yeah, love can also the ones we love can hurt us. Oh man, tell us, man, please. Yes, the ones we love can hurt us so much because love operates on the one simple notion of trust. And the bad thing about trust is you can kind of half love a person and you don't trust them anymore. But once it's gone, it's gone. So love is a very precious, sacred thing you need. And if you give it out to everybody, that means everybody has access to, to you. Mm-hmm. And this access means they can come into your house or come into your home, your life, your very being, and just take whatever they need because you already gave them this is that permission. And once you give them this love, and there's a language, there's a, a movement, it's all tied to your neurological, uh, mm-hmm. your neurological, um, um, there's another word for it, guys, but also not a genius. Um, your neurological thinking to your brain, your mm-hmm. pattern, your wave, your, your, your brave thought, your, your wave your, your brain waves, okay. and it goes throughout your entire body. So when you love someone, you really love them. Mm-hmm. And what are you willing to do for them? Mm-hmm. What are they willing to do for you? And if that's not clear, then your erratic thoughts come in, the paranoia, right. the, the, the hurt, the possible um, enemy in this person that loves me. Mm-hmm. And love is just so, so, so like fragile. If you don't take care of it and nourish it the way it does, it'll just be the opposite and hate. And hate is so strong. It takes nothing to take care of that. Oh, yeah. It can grow from nothing. Oh, yeah. You like, there, there is no hate without love and there is no love without hate. Because they both borderline obsession. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Now, I want to I wanna jump into the concept of being in love. Just because I feel like I feel like in my life I've been in love. I, feel, I, I don't know. I feel like we all, we all, we've all been in love in, in our lives. At, at least once, for me, at least at least once, either with a person, with, with a thing, with a hobby, whatever whatever it was, we was all in love at one point. Now, the the fe- the feeling of being in love with a person is it's it's weird for me, just because I am a person that. Feels energy. I'm a person that loves energy. I go off energy and vibes. I can, I can walk into a room and just feel the energy of the vibes of uh, of the entire room. Just, just just by walking in without saying a word to anybody, I know what the vibe is. <coughs> you know what I mean, <coughs> so when when I was in love, I I felt that shit intensely, dude. So perfect example I want to use is when I was I was. I was pretty much in love with the with the last with the last chick I was I was messing around with. Now why why was I in, in love with her? Because she was honestly the first real woman I got the honor of dealing with. You feel me? Like yeah, I've I've had women, but like they didn't have their own shit. They didn't know what the fuck they wanted. They weren't as independent. You know what I mean? Oh. All that shit, but this chick, she was a woman. She she was independent. She had she had she had, she had her own crib. Like like she she didn't need need a nigga for anything, and I love that about her. And I didn't I didn't realize what I wanted why I wanted a woman until I met her. Like like she she showed me 
and she and she told me how it was and what it is. Awesome, like no other girl did that. No other girl, no other woman sat me down and was like, "Hey, I really like you, but it's like right now you don't have nothing working for you right now." Like you know what I mean, like you you have nothing going on for you. You have nothing like. And you need to start getting on on your grind, whether whether it's with me or with the next chick. So like, when when she when she when she told me that, like she 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 pretty much said she she wants somebody either at her level or above her level. And that shit spoke that shit spoke volumes to me. Like like that that shit that shit lit a fire under my ass under my ass in, in a sense. And ever since and ever since that. That day, I've just been on my grind, really, just, just, just like, just really trying to find my way, trying to find my path, and just like, everything about her was just like, yo, like, she was, she was honestly, like, amazing, and like, I felt, I fell in love with her just because of the fact that, that, I, and, and that, in those moments, I felt like she, I don't want to say the one, but like, the one, not, not the one in a sense that the one, but like the one, the woman in a sense that that's gonna make me level up. That's gonna that that's that's gonna tell it tell it to me how it is no, 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 no matter what. That's gonna tell me what I'm doing wrong, what I'm doing right, and how can I improve that type of shit. That's the type of woman I want. A woman that's gonna that's gonna hold me down, level me up, and and level and level her herself up at the same time. Now, my, now, me being in love so much, so so intense, caused me to not be in control of my feelings, and that caused me to to lash out, to to lash out in ways that wasn't me, that that wasn't in my character. And every time I would do that, of course, she wish she wouldn't like that. Of course, I would apologize every time, but of course, every time it just kept on kept on happening. So of course, eventually, a woman gets tired of that shit, right? Yeah. Yep. So of course I, I just remember the last time I lashed out Like a fucking bitch ass nigga Like a fucking dickhead She she told me word for word She was like Justin I really I really respect Your feelings for me But I started I started talking to Somebody else That shit right there Just like Shattered my whole Fucking reality nigga. Like I That was That was last year The summer of 2019 Was the most depressed I've ever been In my entire life People like but I'm telling you, that was my lowest. That was my lowest, lowest point I, I, I ever been in my life. And I'm and I'm forever grateful for for that, for that moment. You wanna know why? It made me realize a lot about myself. It made me realize how I get whenever I really like a woman. It made, it made me realize that I really need, I really need, I really, 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 really need to focus on me because if I do not, if I do not focus, start focusing on me. All these wonderful opportunities, all these, all these, all these beautiful women are just, are, are just, are, are just gonna pass me by, bro. And I'm, and I'm gonna look back and be like, damn, I should have done this, I should have done that. Yeah, but see, the problem with that is when you start, when you start thinking like that, essentially you're speaking from too much remorse, your guilt. You're talking the past. Regret. You're talking like that. You're pretty much stuck I mean, in the past. Yeah, no, no, because you're, you're living in the past. A, yeah, but I'll be real. Everyone can be stuck in the past, but that's too, that's too uh, derogatory. 
let's just be specific. When you think of that frame of mind, you're just thinking of innocent specific feelings. Yeah, that's in the past, but those are feelings you had in the past that you didn't bring to light, so right. to speak. Right. So when you do bring that to light, it's just like, dude, um, yeah, you're dealing with the shoulda, coulda, what is the quintessential regret and remorse of what happened. And I think that's phenomenal. I think that's actually really good. And, um, and I think that's really good because if if you can bring out that awareness in yourself, mm-hmm. then that means that you you know better well, and fine. you can do better. Well, and that, that, and that's, that's that's the famous phrase we tell people: if you know better, you should do better. better. Yeah. Well, so you should tell it to yourself first, which is always great, always wonderful. You know, so. You know, that sucks that you went through that, man. You know what's crazy? You only said bits and pieces of us throughout that year. Yeah, because it's like... Because, like, yes, it was... It was it was a major, major problem, but that was a problem that was my problem. It was for me. And I understand it's not a major problem for everybody to want to hear. Like, perfect example, just like... I know, I know. If if, if, I, if I would have told certain niggas, certain of my niggas, or certain of my family members, they would have been like, "Nigga, number one, she's not your girl, so move on." And you don't want to hear that. You want to back back. I don't. I don't want to hear any of it because I knew. I yes, knew it already. Yes, I already accepted it. I already right. knew. I already knew what it was, bro. But it's just like I wanted. I wanted to deal with it all on my own because I knew I could get through that, no matter how painful it was. No matter, how, no matter how many times I cried, no matter, no, matter, no matter what, like no matter what I went through, I that, deep down inside me, like like that one percent of me knew I was gonna be alright. But that whole ninety nine percent was just like, was like I don't know if I'm gonna be alright. Cause like, cause, cause, cause bro, if it felt like a po- people, it felt like literally like 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 if. It felt like a part of me was gone, like for real, for real. That that is the best way. That that is how I felt. It felt like a part of me was just gone, and I was empty. And I did not like that feeling throughout that whole process. And I knew why. I knew why. It's, it, it, it it's because I I I put too much in her, in a sense, like. Like, I was too much in love with her. Know what I mean? Like, I would have done anything for that chick. I was pretty much a yes man. But, like, not like the typical yes man. Because, like, yeah, I was I was a yes man. But if, like, but if Shorty was, like, trying to rob me of my money, I would have been like, no, 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 no. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. Right. It's different but when it's, you vibe with a person. Yes. And it's like, they want your time. Yes. So, it was like, in a sense, there's yes men and, like, hey, let's do this. Or, hey, let's do that. It's not always about people thinking it's the quintessential, oh, someone's gold digging or someone's using me. You know, it's just using you or anyone for that matter. And Sometimes that's thing. you jump up and say yes to someone's feelings, it could just be that. And of course, that, too much of that, like you said, too much to a woman, she can see where, all right, cool, this is where 80% of your time goes and this is where you're not doing? Nah, I can't do this, boy. Exactly. Yeah. And that's the hurtful part because you're like thinking, shit, girl, I didn't know. Like I knew, but I didn't and, know. And just like I knew, but like I didn't realize it. You know, like it's like, like literally, like like I would like wake up thinking about her, go go to sleep thinking about her. Like whenever she wouldn't text me back, I'll fucking get anxious. I'll do this. I, yeah. I, I'll do that, and just like and just like I honestly, still, still to this day, like like every time, every like 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 this year, I had up a couple times, and I fucking I fucking I. For some reason, like, 
when it just comes to her, like, I don't know why, like, I just, I emotionally lash out, and I don't mean to. Like, like, this year again, I was fucking, I fucking doubled back, like, like, and I, and my intentions were so good. You know what they say about good intentions, right? <laughs> You know the good, in, you know the hell, the 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 the, the pathway path to hell is yes. paved with good intentions, yes. right? For for yes. a fucking fact, and it's like, and it's like I know I can control my feelings for for the shit because if I couldn't, still to the day I'll be fucking still calling she, her, she hit, hitting her up saying I miss you, baby. Ah, no, 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 no. My feelings for her are are in control now. Like, like, like I put myself in. In a mindset where where just like I don't want to hear about her, I don't want I don't want to talk to her, I want to do I don't, no 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 none of that. Not not because I I hate her. No no like like awesome like like tonight if she was to call me tonight and say hey Justin no I want to see you I, nigga I would run there right the fuck now. Would you? Right I I, I would I would take a cab there I fucking buy her food I, I'll do the whole nine yard bro just to see her again just just to vibe with her like and just like people right, so you think about me, enjoying the time. Me and her never had sex. We never had sex. It was just the time. I really, I really enjoyed the time with her. The vibe, bro. That's all it was. I never cared about the sex. It was never about sex for me. Did I mention sex and fucking one time? Yes, I did. In the beginning. On her birthday. Yes, I did. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> birthday yummies. Like, but, so, the moral of that story, people, is be careful with being in love and be careful of love in general. Just keep your feelings in check always. Like if you if you find a really amazing person and you and 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 you feel like you're you're feeling feeling my growing exponentially and you feel it, you know it and 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 if and if you know you're starting to show it and that's when you need to talk to yourself and also have a conversation with that person about your feelings. And say, hey, like, I like you so much, and there's gonna be times where, where I might not be able to, to, to control that, and I need you to help, to help me keep myself in check, type shit. Feel me? And helping necessarily, in that, in that accord, doesn't always mean what people think it means. It doesn't mean like you check me. It means like, hey, listen, whatever pet name here, um, it might be intense. Are you good on your own for a bit, type shit? Like, like it has to be a dependency within yourself. And not a codependency for the relationship that you have. So you have to be able to be good on your own, even when they're on your mind 24 7, 365. It wouldn't make a difference. As long as you're controlled, taking care of your shit, they want to come back knowing that. And then, alright, now we can do whatever we need to do, what we want to do. For a five. For a fucking five. Once, once they see you doing you, once they see you calm down and, and, and moved on, they might come back. That that's never a guarantee. And so it's like, always in the capacity where you want it to be. Realistically, it's just mm-hmm. a friendship. You yeah. just want the connection back. That's all. That's all it was, bro. Like that's 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 all it was. It's just she's she's great. She's honestly great. I hope I hope she's out there doing good. I told her happy birthday. It was, it was her birthday. I think the ninth. Told her I told her happy birthday. But fucking deleted the app right after. Cause I I just, I just didn't want to see the reply or like. I don't want to do anything. I just don't want to have a happy birthday. Hey, uh, man, I'll, I'll you never well. know. It might, it might be an actual nice one. Like, oh, you thought of me on my birthday. How you been? No, no, no. Hey, 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 hey. I know when you're ready. When you're ready. Like, when you're ready, I'm just saying, you know, you know, think about some of the, some some of that a little more, though, when you want to do that. I mean, you already took the first step in the plunge and even hitting her up. Like, 
whether or not a person responds back to us, and I had a similar incident in the week, and I handled it like a bitch man, but not like a bitch man exactly. I got angry behind closed doors and accepted it like I knew it what it was. Yeah. I even opened up with the message like knowing I wouldn't get a response, but I just, I, something compelled me to do it. And I already knew what it came with it, so I stifled it, kept the, the anxious feelings of not getting the response back, and then got over it also within a day. But the point of the matter of fact is, is like, you have to feel that whatever happens. Well, it's agonizing, sure. Mm -hmm. But you already agonized yourself by even going out there in the first fucking place. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, well, you know, that's, I mean, that's just me. But whenever you're ready as a person, anyone for that matter, then you take that plunge. But you kept with the good intentions without, you know, strictly meaning it good intentions. You sat there, responded, you sat there and initially sent the birthday message. And that was it. No, you didn't expect anything back. You just didn't want to have anything come back to you, nope. man. So it's all right. Nope. It's cool. One day you'll be able to fully expand more of that. You know when you're ready. But that's like saying, "Hey, no hard feelings," and I can respect that sentiment too. Yeah. That's something sometimes people really need to hear that as well. Like, all right, cool. You're not mad at me. All right, thank God. No, n nigga, I'm bro. Like, I am not mad at the chick. I, I don't hate her because she taught me so much. She she taught me qualities of a man. In a sense, bro, and that is and that is something I will always be grateful for her about. Like, I mean, like again, like if she ever hits me up saying, "Hey, you should like hang out," I'm running, nigga. I felt that. Running, boy. I'll go front though. If I need that call, depending on who it is, it's like, word bet you you gonna treat me like the prize, right? I'm gonna get dolled up. You gonna you know wine and dine me, right? Just in case, just in case, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna come to the invite. No, right? Please, like the amenities, let it be on you. It only thing gotta be a lot. Like I'll pay for small shit, but like get me high, drink me up, type shit. Like let the thing I'm doing is Light a nigga me, up. Like, the invite, All that. Feel me? Like, get the invite, like make it a party. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like let's really reconcile this. <laughs> but I feel you, man. And that's when you know you truly cared about a person at one point or another, and that's yeah. what it really shows. Yeah, to this day, I still really care about her. Even though I'm keeping myself in that mindset, which is like, in a, in a, in a sense, I don't care about her just to like help me move, move on type of shit, but it's like, I really care about her, bro. I really do. Yeah. It's like that. Yeah. My fault, people. Sorry to get so so deep on this show, but that's why I love this show. We have a little bit of everything. I mean, we have we have deep talks, funny talks, educational talks. I mean, well, this is more of like in a sense just communing more than a podcast. Oh yeah, speak. some podcasts are a little either too informative or too conceptualized, and um, you know sometimes you might just want to like share a conversation with a friend and maybe have someone hear it almost like uh, what's blogging vlogging blogging yeah blogging blogging oh vlogging yeah vlogging yeah. Is when you like do videos and shit yeah. and talk yeah 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 29 and i should know these fucking new terms <laughs> it's so annoying yeah, it's like so yo bro that there be some times where like i'll be talking and miss and i just forget i just forget the most simplest words or like the most simplest phrases sometimes it's like yo how's that how did I forget the most simplest words for this radio is doing no time, yo? It's, it's, it's insane. That's what I'm saying. Like, sometimes I really be questioning my own, my own fucking intelligence. You feel me? You know what? Like, the funny thing about intelligence is and the fact that we have so much um, in our brains. Um, we're always looking for a synonym to interchange 
whatever words we're trying to put into the conversation we're speaking with, we're, 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 we're having with the person. And um, it's, it's a trick. It's, it's a minefield. Because we, 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 as much as we learn and find out more things, we push out stuff. Like, we really are computers. We can't keep every single bit of knowledge. Even though we kind of do, we just kind of have to like, all right, let me just put this over here. Bring this mm-hmm. back. Now I remember fuzzy details. Okay, cool. Now I remember. It's, it's a struggle. It's a struggle. That's why you have to keep your brain sharp. Yes, keep yes. Keep doing these things. Self-education like, is very game. important. Yes. Self-education is very, very important, people. Never forget about that. Because the stuff we learn in school is nothing. The only stuff we need from school at Flash of Life is basic math and reading and writing. That's all we need from school. See, basic math and reading and writing. What school is coming up for us isn't necessarily how we learn too much. Because... Intelligence isn't linked to education. Education is honestly just a fine line system you follow, a guideline, a system. That's why we have a syllabus. All kids aren't even graded individually. They're graded all together based on one fucking goddamn algorithm, Mm -hmm. one fucking test, one fucking subject. At the end of the day, when we compile that together, that's how kids are rated and ranked. Like a pound for pound list or who is the best artist in this fucking category, whatever stupid shit like that. Mm -hmm. And... That should have no reflection on people's actual innate intelligence. That's just strictly to how well we process and how well we want to have, like, pro- how well we want to process. Pretty There's much. intelligent people with learning disabilities. Oh, yeah. You tell me what sense does that make? There's guys that can finesse you on the fucking minefield, but in other areas, you call them dumb. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that makes sense. There's some people that can be smart dumb. Mm-hmm. I've heard that my entire life, and it's just simplistic things I've missed on details, but I've got a bigger picture over here. Everyone's like, wow, but where's this one part? So no, it's not like you should question your intelligence. Just question yourself like, all right, cool. Let me just sit down for a bit and think like, hmm. Because mm-hmm. it's in your brain. You got to pull it out. Well, fuck. It's always good to ask yourself the hard questions because we all, we all have the answers to to the questions. It just we never, we, we almost never look inside ourselves. We never, we never ask ourselves the hard questions. You feel me? Go, going back to the, to the um, school thing, I, I, I want to say... School is good for learning social interaction. For that, for that sense, it's really great. Yes, I, I, it's really great for social interaction. But in terms of the subjects that we learn, no, no. When when is there a time in life when we need to we need to know the fucking circumference of a fucking set of, of, of a fucking rock of a fucking sedimentary rock or a minimal? <laughs> it's like no. Like I want to learn about money. I want to I want to learn about about, about how, how to grow my money. money. I want I want I want to learn about actual real life subjects. That applies to life, investing. You know what I mean? Like, because we had noticed when we were younger, truth be told, the money we weren't throwing away on the dumb shit we do now, <coughs> that could have been bonds, that could have been investments, that could have been stock, mm-hmm. that could have been put to a four hundred one k. You no, could have no, no, told no. your like you could have done so many different things as a kid with your money, like small wise, like low key the suburb the suburb jokes in the burbs when they talk about white kids and like Christmas money and cards and shit and stuff like that, like. Oh, Bradley, you can't spend your money. You know what to do. Give me that. I honestly see the fundamental value in that. Yes. It's just, yes. It's just honestly speaking, it's easier said than done when those people made it simple. Even though in the hood, it's harder when with the have-nots. And the have-nots, I don't want to make it a, a, a black and white thing, but we're just the have-nots. That means what it means. We want shit. We want fucking stuff. We do. I tell you things like that. Day. And then people in the burbs who might have too much want to give back, mm-hmm. but still want certain things. Mm-hmm. Like if their house is laced with shit, but our house is crappy and we have mad fine shit, they might like 
yeah, my thing, yeah, that's the problem. But yeah, cool. Your house is all nice and stuff and all that. But you don't even know your family. You don't know what your kids hide. They're repressed. Mm-hmm. Like at least in the hood with the dynamics, our parents really know us. Like we cuss, we drink, we smoke. Might even pull up on the 16th birthday with a parent and have like a four local hair. You're old enough type shit. Four five. But the point is, is really the dynamics of it. Like when we come from the hood, we're not taught these things. Other kids are. And if we were given these things at an early age, we would have been better off. Like really better off. Because mm-hmm. we didn't do too much with our money. Like at all, my nigga. Like coming up, like we could tell you the value of shit based off of how like snacks when you spent our money. If we had a yeah. dollar, we can get everything. And back in the day, yep. they said like it was penny candy, nickel money, like nickel candy, whatever the case may be. And it's like, yo, it's really sacrifice. And as kids, we're not taught that. We only see it through parents. And then we mirror them. Like we want to give them the world. Come back, do it to our kids in the future. And we just get stifled. It's one, 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 one. Mm-hmm. So, in a sense, for us, if we do our thing and the bills are taken care of, yeah, I'm a ball. Yeah, I'm a flash. You damn right, I'm a killer zip in the day type shit. But honestly, because of how we came up with PTSD, we, honestly speaking, we, we only know how to keep doing better when we know the knowledge and get the knowledge. Mm-hmm. And school doesn't give you that. It really doesn't. It does not. It's made. To, it's, it's 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 not a place for smart people. Nope. It's really just a place where, honestly, you become clones or just drones. A slave. For the man, give it back to the economy. That's why college is honestly a killer for people. It's really a killer. Sometimes they make it hard for you to want to learn out there. That's a choice. In school, you have to. In college, they make you want to do it on your own, but you still have to for the greater good. Mm-hmm. And it's weird. So I, have, I have... No, no. Continue. No, no, no. That's it. That's it. I'm, 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 I'm rambling at this point in time. Got you. I, I have two two views on college because, cause like, ever since I started my real estate... Investing. While while learning real estate investing, I learned that you at the same time you have to learn about business, financial education, and taxes. So and and learning learning those those things and uh financial um education and and looking at it through that college college is a big ass scam, and all it does is get you in debt. For the rest of your fucking life. Now, on on the other hand, college college can be great if you know what you want. If you know what you want to go for, if you know what what degree you want, what PhD you want, whatever it is. If you if you know the specific subject and the specific niche in that subject. If if you know that if you know the degree that that you want within that. College can be great for you. It it, it it can work out well. Now, don't think that after college you you you're always guaranteed that that job was within that field. No, you have That's to you have to network. You have to start networking in college with people within that field that you want to start working in. You know what I mean? And I feel like again, I feel like college does teach you that, but it doesn't. It teaches you it teaches you that passively. Type shit. The it teaches you that in a way that. The, the students teach you that if you talk to the right people in that field. You know what I mean? So, yeah, that's that's my two two views on college. It's, 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 it's not for everybody. If if you if you go in it not knowing what you want to do, just doing random shit and just and, and just getting financial aid money, just taking out loans, yep. you fuck. You're going to burn yourself. You're going to burn yourself and you're going to be in debt to the government for the rest of your life. And all that switching major shit. 
don't be switching to majors because you're lost trying to figure things out. That's why it's really important to know yourself and to really find a passion. If you're not going to find a passion, then do what most realistic people do, get a trade. Mm -hmm. But beyond the scope of that subject, seriously, college really does feel like a trap. Like, God forbid, if you don't even have the money or fucking grades to get into college, now you're in there and you're barely making it. Mm -hmm. Now you got to make maybe, now you got to keep maybe four or five jobs, even keep up with the money to pay for these classes that you're not sure you want to take. Or you can even understand. So all that really is like, what are you doing it for? And then you got to pay back these student loans at fixed rates. Yep. That's hard as hell for you to pay back once you get out of college mm -hmm. and trying to find a job. Like my man said, you're not guaranteed a placement. You're not. Sometimes these people with degrees from certain schools in certain fields don't even actually make them qualified to go into the job they're actually trying to get to pay back the goddamn goddamn schools getting paid in the first place. Yep. And you and want to know why? Because that job requires experience even to get into, which is so dumb, which is so yes. stupid. Yes. Also, that's why they make you do unpaid fucking internships. Yep. Internships. Yes. Yes. To start to getting the experience. Yep. And yep. It's like, yep. Dude, that's hard as hell. Mm -hmm. Even then, you're still not guaranteed because who's to say that particular experience is going to get you that? That job. They might want more of this. They might want specific experience. Mm -hmm. They might want a mm -hmm. couple of years. The references that you gave them, they might not pan out. They probably shoddy fucking names. They, you probably credibility. Mm -hmm. What are you gonna do now? I'm not saying panic. I'm not saying don't go to school because of these things, but right. you really have to weigh the pros and cons of going to college. And have a plan. And have a plan. Because all that is op that that that's a choice. That's voluntary. School coming up, grade school, they force you. Pretty much. And that's still a trap. So it's not all at that end, but when you're going to these, these, when you're coming into these environments, you really have to understand something. Like, prepare yourself. Like, really prepare yourself. Every school ain't for everybody. Everyone mm -hmm. tells you that. It really means something. Mm -hmm. School really is not for everyone. You can be having, like, goddamn, you can be having, like, 50 million different plumbing companies. Mm -hmm. Or you can have bodegas. Or you have construction companies, not just plumbing companies. You can actually just go out there and have vocations. That matters probably more. Mm-hmm. Like, laborers are, like, almost, in a sense, a dying breed. So, Pretty much. take your pick with what you want in life. It's really, um, it's really tricky. It's tricky if if you don't know what you want yet, want yet, but, but I feel like that's, that's the best part, in the sense that if you know what you want, that's when you start doing research, and that's when you start trying out di different stuff. Get to know yourself. You know what I mean, like get to know yourself and and see what you like and see it, and see what you don't like. Perfect example is with this whole real estate investing. What what I like with this whole real estate investing is is the fact that the whole the the whole gist of it is I'm trying to is is passive income. Money just comes to you. Now, though, don't get me wrong. It's not it's not it's not easy. Getting getting into it. And and, and, and and starting to get that whole passive income and, and building and starting to scale your real estate business, it's, it's not easy. But I love the whole idea of just sitting back and having cash flow flow into my fucking bank account and I'm and I'm sleeping or I'm 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 fucking or or, or, or I'm doing whatever. <laughs> I'm doing whatever and money is coming to me and that's that's what I love about real estate investing and also the fact that I, I, I get to own properties yo like I, I i get to say like yo i have like a hundred dollars and every month I'm, I'm cash flowing into my account about like 15k 
after expenses. And that fifteen k is all mine, and I can I, I I can save that. I can I I can do whatever with that. Facts, I can do whatever with, with, with that money. Now, the best thing to do with that money, of course, is just to reinvest it and get more property. I want to see that. And, and, and to get more property. Now, we're going to say investing is like, with anything, obviously, you, you, you need a plan. You need specific plans. You need a niche. How many doors do you want? Do you, do you want 100 doors? Do you want 1,000 doors? Do you, do, you want, do you want 500 doors? Do, do, do you want 10 doors? Mm. I mean, like, you, you need to know... What you want before you get into anything? You know what I mean, the whole plan yeah. is a must, and that's that. Yeah, that's the biggest thing I'm learning now. Is just like in life, you really, you really need a plan, and you really need to to not waste no time. You know I mean, just 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 start getting to it. it. It doesn't matter what you decide, as long as you decide. Honestly, like if you if you feel like. You're stuck and you, and you don't know where to go because that's how I was feeling for, for, longer, for the longest f- fucking time. Just start doing shit. Just start researching random, random interesting things that you've always heard of, but you never took the time to do this on. You know? Just start, just start doing things. It doesn't matter what. Just start doing things. Because if not, you're, gonna, you're, you're, you're always going to stay stuck in, in that mindset of... I, I I don't know what I want. I I don't know where I'm going. So let me just sit here and just think about it. Now, what kind of feeling does that breed for a person over time? If they're in a sense waiting, just waiting constantly. Like I want you to try to answer that before I even go into a random tangent. And like, what do you feel? What kind of feeling does that breed from a person who's waiting, expecting something to happen because they don't know where they want to go? Well, coming from experience, from that shit, it's a feeling of loss. Like you really feel like you're lost, and your mind is just full of mad. It, it, it's a haze. It, it's it, it's a fog, and it's dark, and it's like you're walking, but it's like you don't know where the fuck you're going. There's no pass. There's no nothing. There's a light, which is which is you. You're, you're walking and you're the fucking light in your fucking mind. But it's like, and if you believe in God, like I do, God's gonna be with you, talking to you, asking you questions that they, that that you should be asking yourself. And that's when you start asking asking questions yourself. And that's when now, not get me wrong. I'm not saying what. When you ask those questions, I, I, I'm not saying right away you're gonna get those answers. No, mm-hmm. you're not gonna get no answers. Why? Because nope. this is your first time starting to get into that, into that rhythm, Start, starting to get into that, what do I want? But over time, as you keep on asking yourself that and actually start doing things, start, 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 start going out there and, 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 and just looking out for stuff, that's when answers start flowing to you over time. That's when the feeling of being lost in the haze starts, starts to clear up and that's and that's when the the, the fucking path b- before you is fucking becomes available. Fucking trees of, of, of around there and all that. The birds are fucking chirping and the sun is shining. It, it's a bright path that that you forge. Why? Cause you cause you went out there. You got out of that that lost mindset and, and you found your way. It honestly feels great, but the the biggest con to that is about change. Is that as as you're on the cusp of of, of change, because because right now uh, I'm I'm feeling it myself, and and unfortunately I'm I'm doing it myself, and it's like your old habits and your whole mindset are. I'm gonna say, hey nigga, 
<laughs> Where you been at? Thought you know, just, just you know what I mean, trying to, trying to level up. No, you haven't. No, you haven't. Nigga, no, you haven't. And that's when you're going to be like, oh, shit, I haven't. That's when, the, that's when that trap, if you, if you don't, if you fall for that trap, if you go back, to, if you start going back to your old habits, to your old, to your old mindset, that, that's when everything starts, starts to fall apart. That's when that whole, that whole rhythm you have starts to, starts, yeah. starts to go away. Perfect example. I've been I've been bitching my my, my fucking P5 these past few weeks. I have been fucking I have not been studying again. I, I, unfortunately, I fell back into that 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 trap that that mindset. But for, for example, t- today I I got the rhythm back. I was I was doing mad research on investing about 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 multifamily, single family, how to analyze it, all that. So it, it was great. But again, I went back to music, chilling. Relaxing, cause it's gone, cause, cause honestly, I ain't, I ain't gonna lie, guys. Through this whole process, you there are gonna be days where you, where you are gonna be dead tired, and you're not gonna want to do anything. But you, honestly, you gotta fight through that. You you really have to fight through that that feeling of having those bad habits and old mindset come back. That's that's the biggest thing about about change. They say people don't really change. I I never I never wanted to believe that. I never wanted to. Agree with that, but just like I see it's true because I see it with, with with my fucking self. It's just like it's like we can't change. It's that we have to really force for, force that change and have to really want to change. Like if 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 you want if you really want want to change, you all have to create that burning desire to change. And once we do, that's when things start clicking. That's when things start falling. That that's when I, that's when opportunity starts coming to you. Why? Because you're prepared. I mean, they they say luck is when <coughs> damn how how'd um, it go? Luck is when opportunity uh, um, opportunity um, meets meets. I, I got it. They it says they say luck is when opportunity meets preparation. Meaning, I love that when you told me that yes, one time. I meaning, loved it. Meaning, the reason why you got this opportunity is because mentally and physically you're prepared. So crush this opportunity and make it your own and find others that's greater than this one and keep going. You feel me? Luck. Luck is so interesting. Ever since ever since I heard that, I never knew the meaning of luck. I just always thought that was a super super such a supernatural thing. But no 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 no. Luck is when opportunity meets preparation. Perfect example is is boxing. How are bo- how, how boxers so fortunate enough, so so lucky enough, quote unquote, to 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 have a career where where they get paid millions of dollars to fight to fuck niggas up? Why? Because they're physically and mentally prepared their whole lives for this opportunity, and and they they and they took it. They they crushed it. Now some of them turned great. For example, Muhammad Ali, Mayweather, Tyson, Canelo, Oscar Oscar the. The lawyer and now and then some niggas turn turn out to be kind of kind of okay, but don't really make it. And some niggas turn out to be straight bums. Like but, journeymen, but but they but they still keep that career. Why? Because they're still prepared for it, but not but not to the extent where they're gonna excel in it. If, if that makes sense. But no, no, and that's the truth because sometimes those guys even get phenomenal luck because of their prep and because of their fucking um um. Um, opportunity, like some dudes will literally dead ass will fucking like be 
get called up for like for instance, Andy Ruiz was called up, I think, um on short notice about a week or two weeks uh before the whole AJ incident with um um Jared Miller got tested for fucking um um PEDs. Okay. And Yo, dude, everybody counted him out. He was just this big, fat dude. There you go. Um, He just couldn't box. He was, like, overweight. Like, how is this possible? Not only did they overlook the fact that he has had um, a rich understanding of boxing from his childhood mm-hmm. and the fact that, once speaking, he used his genetics to his fucking advantage. He was a six-foot dude boxing a dude about six inches taller than him. No problem, right? Shorter reach. Big guy. Not only did he have the faster hands, when he did, he had pop. So, was it luck? Yes, absolutely luck that he won those belts because man, he was a heavy contender, lost to a champion for a belt, came back. Everybody was thinking, "Oh, I'm gonna count him out." Finestra, nice. Finestra, nice. Got knocked down, came back up, got wobbled. Said, "Cool, bet, no problem." AJ thought I could eat this nigga. Nigga came back and said, you know what? No, I'm Andy Ruiz, the first Mexican heavyweight champion in history. And that was luck and preparation meeting opportunity. You feel me? All that just culminated. Culminated. Why? Because he prepared the whole time to get that belt back after that loss. So, I mean, he, he, he was No, 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 no. Not, not AJ. Not AJ. I'm talking about the first time when Andy got him. Okay. And AJ, however, though, yes. The same, the same sentiment can be used for AJ when he was determined to get his belt back. After he took this guy for food and said, you know what? When we meet again, I'm going to take you more serious. I'm going to take you so serious, forget about it. He slimmed down, lost a lot of his muscle. Said, fuck it. I don't got to be this big herky-jerky-derky dude. I'm going to go out here and be slick and box your ass. And he was a master class. I won't lie to you. First time him doing a pure boxing, and he did good, and he got his belts back. And I won't lie to you. I won't lie to you. He was lucky enough to be the champion he was to be in that position in the first place. Gotcha. Fell. From Grace, rose back. And then put on a beautiful clinic last night, knocking some nigga out. Knocked his ass out in the ninth round. Beautiful. Caught the man with like goddamn 80 million goddamn made of uppercuts. Nice. No reason. Nice. Took his ass out. Now he might fight Fury and Fury might beat his ass like he did Wilder. Point is this. Luck is not superstitious. Luck is not something I want to speak in. One person has more than the other. Nope. It's more or less like a goddamn... Uh, uh, it's more like it's a stat in any other RPG game. You really have to build your luck up. It's not just on its own. It's not some magical essence. No, it's built into every single one of us, and we mm-hmm. all utilize it every single day. And we take it for granted. For a fact, for fact. And you know, and you know what that was that he developed after that loss, right? He developed a burning desire to never lose, to again. Never lose again to get that belt back. That's what it was. If once people. I learned this concept by reading a book called, and I recommend this book to everybody. I haven't finished reading it yet, I'm just reading it, but so far it's great. Think and Grow Rich by 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 Napoleon Hill. In the beginning chapters, he 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 um, talks about developing a burning a burning the burning desire for something that you really really want. And once you have that, nothing and I mean nothing, people, not nothing can stop you, and nothing will stop you from achieving that burning desire. And that is one of the major keys in life to being successful, honestly. A burning desire for something you really, really want and want to excel at. And make a bunch of fucking money off of it. That's facts, man. That's your passion. You'll never have to work a day in your life. Do what you love. 
And I'm also I'm also learning they they say do what you love, that's bullshit. Now Is it? You think so? Hold on. Let me let me give you a perfect example. I fucking love and I when I when I say love, I fucking love playing video games and and, and, and smoking weed. Can I monetize that and make a bunch of fucking money off of it? Nigga, no. No. No, I think you're taking it too strict then by that definition. No, 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 no. Let let me explain. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. I can in the sense that I can stream and whatnot, but it's like, that's not what what, what I'm talking about. Okay. I'm talking about long term. Long term. Is this going to build me generational wealth? Can I build off of this? Do what you truly love. No, nigga. I can't see what you mean. No, no, no. Perfect example. Another one. Some, some, some guy I follow. Um, Jason Capital. He says he loves smoking weed and watching Jane Bond's movie. But he says, but he he understands that that's not gonna make him money. He 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 understands that that that's not that's not gonna make him a better person, and that's not gonna build generational wealth. Oh, see now, see now. I think. See now, see this is what I think. See now, this is what I think when the phrase when some people say "do what you love," I think when the term comes up, "you do what you love," it means actually what it means: do what you love. Like, for instance, smoking weed—that's a vice. That's not necessarily a hobby. It's not hard to do. Doing nothing is honestly not an intricate thing. It's really just that what it is: doing nothing. You're choosing to do nothing for the day when you need to do stuff. Now, when you do something, it's actually different. For instance, um. If there's someone who's active every single day, I have a boy named Angel. He loves playing handball. Now that's actually a fucking sports sport. Didn't realize that shit. Yeah, However, though, yeah. he loves it to the point where he's willing to play for hours to the point of coming home at four in the morning, going to work. There you go. And you know, if he could do what he loves for a living, yes, do what you love for a living. It means that. So if you're gonna do something you love, it has to be a real living. Then it means whatever you're doing, it's not that you love it. I think you're being exaggerative. Maybe you're just being too much. Yes, we like smoking. Yes, we like watching TV. Yes, we like playing video games. But truth be told us, we know damn well we don't love it because we do it all the time and we don't. There's times we're bored of it. We're sick of it. But, now, we, but we still do it. Why? Because we love it. But that's, that's, that, that's, that's the thing, though. With, that's more consistency than it, love. It is. Because why? Because it's a habit we've been doing our whole lives. But that's habitual. Like, See what I'm saying? Boxing is not a habit I've been doing my entire life. You know, I've known about it, but I love doing it. And I'd rather actually waste more of my time doing that, like training. I'd rather wake up doing the morning hiking to work out. Perfect example. Perfect example. That right there, boxing... It's something you can love doing and make a shitload of money off of it. Why? Because it's it's a practical fucking thing, nigga. It's an actual career. Like, okay, okay. I got you. I got you. However, though, if someone said, I love video games and love smoking weed, what if someone said, fine, fuck it. I'll go out and make a game. Fuck it. I'll go out there and learn how to make games or fucking promote them or whatever. And they can do that. And they can and, yes. they, and they can defy the odds and yes. make a shitload of money in that. And, and, and yes. I would love to see that. I want to so see that. I think... I want to see that. Yes. So we really have to do what we love. And we have to mean it then. Not just say it. We have to actually invoke it. Manifest it. Yes. yes. I see what you mean. It can't just be one of those fucking hallmark things you say. No, if you're gonna do what you love, then it has to be something you found that you love, not something you've been doing all yes. your life and you quote yes. unquote. Yeah, see, like you found boxing, you can make a shitload of money off of it if you have that burning desire to, bro. Bro, right now you have to, you have to develop that burning desire to become that that champion. Cause like, yes, I know, I know, I know you really, really want it, bro, but I don't see that burning desire. You, you feel me? Like, you have to feel that shit. 
You have to live and believe that shit. I something like nothing. Nothing can deter you. Not not the cigarettes, not the weed, nothing. But yes, the burning desire. And with me, with this whole real estate investing, I have to develop a burning desire. It's like, yes, I really want it, but I haven't I have not developed that burning desire yet. I, I'm still fucking up. I'm still I'm still kinda of going back to, to, to those old habits. And that's all that's what life is all about. Becoming better and doing better. Alright? Becoming the greatest version of yourself. Life is not about making a lot of money, generation well. No 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 no. Life is about becoming the greatest version of yourself. And once you do that, every everything else follows. All the money, all all the opportunities, all, all the women, all that, all that, all that comes with that. I mean, like it's it, it it's okay to want things, but don't make those th- those things the the center of it all. Yes, sacrifices. Sacrifices is a must. Like. If I really want to go go into real estate investing, I have I have to sacrifice weed. I have to sacrifice fucking always always buying food. This and that third. It's all about saving money and learning how money works and stacking the money up. Yes, true sacrifice. Learning to learning learn. financial education. To stoke the actual flame of yes. your burning desire. Learn how to generate generational <laughs> wealth. So that way you and your family will will, will be good forever. Awesome. Like everybody is, is is depending on me now. And that's great. Why? Because I'm bringing in 100 k a month now. A month. Not a year, a month. And I have the funds to provide for everybody. That's what I want. That was really what you make it, people. That's Honestly, nice. like I've, I've heard so many bullshit excuses. I've heard it all. I've heard it all, but you know what I mean. Like I've heard a lot of, a lot of bullshit. I can't do this. I can't, I can't do that. Yeah, because you have that poor mindset. That that's why the poor stay poor because because of that poor mindset. We all have have the potential and and, and an opportunity to become just just like the rich. But why we never become that? Because the mindset, people, the mindset. You have a poor mindset. How 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 can you do better and become better when you're still stuck in the poor mindset? You're still stuck in the I can't instead of the I can. How can you su- succeed in anything with a poor mindset? And that's honestly that's where it all starts. The mind. To be great at anything starts with the mind. Cause yeah, you can be physically great at sports but if you don't have the the mental toughness for it the fire the burning desire for it you're you are going to be an average player you're not going to be a kobe you're not going to be a lebron you're going to be a, a average nigga all right it all starts with the mindset now don't get me wrong it's 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 really it's it's a challenge change 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 in itself is a is, is a bigger challenge but once you over, once you over, overcome that, once you start to generate a rhythm to change, uh, life becomes beautiful. Because I've I've seen it, I've seen it for people. I haven't experienced it yet, but I've seen it. I've seen how how life can change for the better. That's true. That's true. 
Once we take out the parts that's obviously distracting us or holding us down or in a sense just uh, debilitating us. There's a lot of sacrifice coming into your physical, coming into anything you do, any new, uh, uh, any new venture. And if you're not prepared, honestly speaking, you can't really utilize that luck. Nope. So yeah, you're right. I've got 50 seconds left on this first segment, people. We'll, we'll be right back. Gotta pack the next bowl. I mean, so we'll be right back. I mean. Yeah, my fault, people. My fault. Welcome back to, to, to Not As Facts. You know, I just I just caught that I did not say the image podcast at the beginning of the podcast. No, no, no. We were nameless for a bit. Yeah, that we were. So my po- my party people, welcome back to tonight. That's facts, episode eight. I mean, we're back no, again. I mean, we had to had to pack the next bowl. Now, continue on with this whole burning desire thing. Now, I told you about it, but I I I, don't, I know what you're asking, nigga. I know about it now, but but how do I attain it? How, how how do I get it? What are the steps to doing it? I got you. I got, I got the book right here in front of me. Now, the six steps are, not, number one, fix in your mind the, the, exact, the exact amount of money or, or success you desire. It is not sufficient merely to say, I want plenty of money. Be definite as to the amount. There is a, there is a psychological reason for, for definiteness, which will be described in a subsequent chapter. Number two, de- determine exactly what you intend to give in return for the money or success you, you desire. There is no such reality as something for nothing, meaning sacrifices. Why are you willing to, why are you willing to sacrifice to attain this desire? Number three, establish a definite date when you intend to possess the money or success you, 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 you desire. That step I always found interesting because, like, with with some things Can that you repeat those steps, if you don't mind. Yeah, yeah. Number one, fix in your mind the exact amount of money or or success you desire. It is not sufficient merely to say I want plenty of money. Be definite as to the amount. Mm-hmm. Number two, determine exactly what you intend to give in return for the money or success you desire. There is no such reality as something for nothing. For a fact, sacrifice people, sacrifices. Number oh, three. That's, that's specific. That's yeah. like under the knife type. Yeah. Specific. yeah. Number three, establish a definite date when you intend to possess the money you desire. That step is interesting to me because it's like something you cannot determine when you're going to blow up like like a fucking rapping. You can't determine that. But again, I feel like that, that's how this whole desire, burning desire thing works is that when you set a date, and with that burning desire, you are gonna gonna achieve that within that within that time frame, or even a little after that time frame, but still within that time frame. You feel me? So it's weird. No, number four, create a definite plan for carrying out your desire and begin at once, whether you are ready or not to put this plan into action. For a fact, it doesn't matter what you decide as long as you decide. But the plan is the most important part. Once you have once you have the plan, just start doing. Just start doing. Just even if you don't know how to plan out the plan, start planning out the plan. If you even if you don't know how to do it, because because over time as you're doing it, the plan is gonna start to map itself out, and you'll be like, "Oh shit, it's right here." 
So just start doing, honestly. Number five, write out a clear, concise statement of the amount of money or success you intend to acquire. Name the time limit for its acquisition. State what you intend to give in return for the money. And describe clearly the plan through which you intend to accumulate it. And number six, read your written statement aloud twice daily. Once just before retiring at night and once after rising in the morning. As you read, see and feel and believe yourself already in possession of the money or success. That is the most, I love I love step number six because that's the most important part of, about, about this. Because you can do all the other steps. But if you don't do number six constantly, you did all that for nothing. You did all that for nothing. So, so I love number six because it's the most important part of it all. And even if, and even if you don't know how to visualize it or how to feel it yet, just, just try. It doesn't matter as long as you try and start doing it, right? Because eventually you are, you are going to learn it and the picture is going to start to form. Once you, have, once you have the picture, that's when you know you have the burning desire fully, fully, fully developed and ready to go. So don't forget those six steps, y'all. I gave y'all, I gave y'all, I gave, I gave y'all the six steps. I told y'all about it. Now it's really up to y'all to go out there and get it. Blackest, any comments on what you just learned? Honestly, I'm still kind of processing because I think I actually know where to go with my own endeavors now. Okay. And um, I'm very grateful to have that knowledge now. And I actually want to just implore anyone who is taking or even listening to this podcast or any of the podcasts lately to really actually just take this take this all in and like really take your time and think about everything because a lot of prep goes into any adventure you want to take on in life yes. that is almost yes. like out of the norm for you yes and that is scary but the plunge is worth it high risk a uh, high risk high, high reward. reward my nigga so, yo, just get it and have a good one and be safe. Honestly, like, that's the scary part is, is the best part, right? The, the unknown is the best part because, like, you really don't know what's going to happen. But you know what's going to happen because why? Again, it all comes back to that burning desire and that mindset. Once you have those two things in place, people, I, I promise y'all. I promise I, I give y'all my word. Life is gonna start to become amazing. Opportunity is gonna is gonna start to flock to you. Bitches or or niggas are gonna start, are gonna start to flock to you if you if you into that or or, or, or the, the, let's just go let's just go with a, a men or women men or women. women or men. I mean, but what, whatever whatever you into, <laughs> I mean, you're gonna start to, to attract <laughs> those people that are on the same wavelength, the same mindset as you. You feel me? Now whether you befriend them, whether you romance them. It's really up to you, but knowing how to categorize people is another very important part of life. Yes, very much so. Bro, if you don't know how to categorize people, and you and if you give people the same amount of love, you're gonna get hurt. You're gonna get betrayed. You're gonna get stabbed in the back. You're gonna get fucked. You're gonna, you're gonna learn a lot if you choose to to learn from those experiences and do better. If not, you're gonna do keep doing the same mistakes with with everybody. You're gonna get taken advantage of. It's not, it's not going to be fun for you, but for them, it's, it's going to be a hell of a time. 
And when you get to the unfair despair feeling, that's when, honestly speaking, all the volatile feelings of life just come up and manifest. And yes. Takes over. Pretty much. That's why I, I love life, because it's like, it's just a, a really big unknown. It's a really big unknown path. Like, it all, it all, it all comes back to that. That lost mindset, right? I feel, like, I feel like I feel like life is like a lost mindset at first, right? Because like we don't know what we want at first, right? We're just kind of going out there and just doing shit, right? We're just we're just walking out into the, in, into the darkness, right? Because life is a feeling process, you have to feel your way through things, whether you see or not, mm-hmm. and you just have to see them through. Because honestly speaking, you can still feel the path beneath you, and it's still a road, so you can still technically walk just fine. You just have to traverse a little more carefully. That's all it means. Or I would say travel down this road very um very thoroughly and carefully. I don't make it too um harrowing and make it like fearful. But um Yeah. Life is just a feeling process. That's why we feel lost. No one wants to feel in the dark, but honestly speaking, once you have an understanding of that feeling, then everything else comes in the picture for you. And you see everything clearer. So just go out there and just start getting a feel for things. That's it. It all comes back to the whole motion, whole notion of start doing. Just start doing. Like if you don't know what you want, start. Start start off by by hey, you, you start off by talking to your family and friends about what or, the, what they do, what what they're into, to see if you're conditioned in that. Mm-hmm. Another thing is this: look for all the the life lessons. And soliloquies you found through music, yes, yes, through literature, through television, media, stories. There's always lessons or core value guidelines, value guidelines you can actually find. Yes, yes. In other other sources, if not people, because oftentimes practicality, we 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 try to practice practicality from people. We really try to get this understanding of being in an upright. Um, functioning a functional member of society but all that's too tacky it's too vague it's a blanket fucking term it's just mm-hmm. mucky gotcha so your best thing to do is honestly just try to find stories that can link to you with some relative terminology and you know understanding then you can go out there and actually try to feel for like other avenues to explore for yourself, mm-hmm. to find these things, these passions, these burning desires, to go out there and elevate and evolve yourself. Mm-hmm. Because we all have the inner makings, we all have necessarily key components in us to figure out what we want. We okay. really do. It's just, we gotta stop asking. These rhetorical questions that won't have answers, they're all for you, all for us. Pretty much. We all, we all have the answers to those questions, just a matter of, Asking, asking ourselves and start doing answering back and asking, answering back thank you thank you thank you thank you now I love how you say guidelines and learning from others because I want to I want to talk about mentors and I'm I'm learning more and more as I'm as I'm studying into this whole just over the investing is that having a mentor for anything in life honestly is, is it's really important learning from others learning from other people's experiences learning from from books from from other sources is so so important that's why I, I highly advise if you don't start if you don't read start reading 
start reading because I ne- I never I never fucking read, but I st- I started reading about worth investing. I started buying books on it. I started buying books about financial education, and it's it feels great. It, it it's, honestly it feels great because it's like you're getting so much knowledge, and you can always go back to it to keep that knowledge better than you. I mean, and and apply that knowledge in life because like because like you can learn so much. And not do anything with it, and not just waste knowledge. You feel me? And knowledge is so goddamn powerful. And mentors are honestly walking stories because all they're doing is telling their their story to you. Yep. And I love mentors because there's nothing more relative when an older person or anyone who has experience actually takes a liking to you or just seeing value in you and wants to see that grow. Like, I've had so many mentor like figures in my life that honestly, that I'm not ashamed to say I've let down, but I'm happy I did because at least it shows that mentors are like parents. They're not meant to be with you forever. They're only meant to show you things and you go on your own. And then of course you become a striving force for another young person that might need you. Well, for several young people that might need you. And you know, that's, that's a very, that's a loving thing. I think that's a very loving thing to do. That's someone sharing their, their idea of self-love with you to circle back to our earlier topic, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times mentors are just connecting with what I said before as well. Someone's in their child. Trying to be there for someone like themselves when they need it. Mm-hmm. And when we can't do it for ourselves, we always go back to doing it for someone else. Like, Ivro likes to help, likes to tell niggas, hey, the best way to help someone to solve your, figure out your own problems is probably distract yourself by helping someone else. And I like that idea. And I try to tell people that a lot as well. Try to help someone if you can't help yourself right now, because you might be able to get some references, some ideas, yeah. some clarity. Yeah. Because we all go through the same things. It's a matter of when and where. Perfect. And age doesn't define when we should learn these things, because a lot of times, not everyone will grow up the same way. So when and where you learn and how, and for whatever reasons why, you know, just be grateful and thankful for it, and just really absorb what you're learning. For fact, that's so important. That's so important. That's why, like growing up, I always, I always, I've always kind of like made my, my my older cousin TJ my uh, my mentor. He told me so much. He told me a lot. That I got a death man. But I've also gained I've also gained new, new mentors. I I gained a, I gained a, I gained a mentor in Blackest. I gained I gained a mentor in in in, in Beirut. Because there's so many there's so many qualities these these guys have that, that, that I want. So like I I study them, I talk to them, I chill with them, I I learn from them. And I and I and I take a piece, a little piece of the of, of the qualities I'm making my own. Try to incorporate. Try to incorporate, like, like, like a perfect example. I love the way how uh, how Blackish talks. He 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 has a very good way of talking, and and like I want to learn how to talk. And a, and, a, and a big manner, a big factor in real estate investing is learning is knowing how to talk, learning how to how to how to how, how to how to how to sell yourself, in a sense. So once I get that that down packed, nigga, the sky's the limit. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be f- f- finessing everybody. I'm gonna get mad deals. Silver Fox. And thank you for that because honestly speaking, there's a lot of traits that you have. That honestly speaking, 
my weakest parts do not stack up. And I don't mean that to compare, but it's like an admiration. Like, you have a way of feeling for a vibe in a sense. Me, because I'm like a nom nigga from war and shit. Gotcha. My feeling is so paranoid. It's always, it's not that too precise. So mm-hmm. my talking leads me to that. Yeah, yeah. And I'm an empath, so I can have a good feeling of things. But sometimes people think of vibes better than I can. Or that specific faster than me. And I can process just fine. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to that plane, I love that so well because in... You actually know how to speak based off that alone, even if you don't have the wording. And sometimes for me, that's comforting. That's way easier. Gotcha. Like, I can connect to that shit better than someone trying to talk to me like I would talk to someone. Gotcha. And it's not that I don't like that quality in myself. It's just maybe because I bumble my words when certain individuals kind of take me off my axis, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. Right. The point is this, though. Once I can feel the vibe energy after that, then I can pair that with my words. That's what brings it out better. So, to be honest, a lot of ways you actually helped me bring that out and actually make it a lot better for me. So, I will give that back and thank you. Appreciate you. No problem, sir. I appreciate you. My nigga. And see, that's... that's scary. Right? Right? That's but it's scary because but it's I'm awesome. you. But it's awesome, though. Like. They nah, man, because there's something you felt my energy and came to speak about it. There's something like, oh, shit, never mind. A big never mind. I'm like... Alright. Yeah, dude, honestly, bro, bro, I, 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 at this point, I know when you're mad. I know when you're, I know, I know when you're not you. So, 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 like, nigga, you can come in, you come in mad sad, and, and, and I feel it. I'm gonna automatically feel it, nigga. I'm just like, yo, something's off about this, nigga. Sorry, I'm gonna approach him, but yo, what's up, you good? You alright? And I'm gonna look at you, and I'm gonna see it all in your face. I'm be like, I'm be like, you're clearly not good, but, I, but I'm gonna let you answer though. And I appreciate that too, because like. I don't like anyone that's gonna badger me because it's not like I'm not forthcoming with how I feel. It's just I kind of got I've grown I've grown away from the 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 the, um, the narrative of me being intense for people because it's like well y'all being as intense is what I deal with. So it's like honestly speaking, <laughs> it's like you think it's hard enough to understand me, dude. I'm in hell. Gotcha. Like, you have no idea how hard it is for me sometimes. Like, not you, but when people do get the feeling, it's like, I'm so appreciative and grateful. It's like, I almost feel like remorse, like I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Like, anyone has to feel that shit. Like, well, nah, it's almost don't, like a jar of just like... Don't ever uh, apologize. It's like, it, 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 it's, it's not you. I feel that way, though. I just feel it. Gotcha. But it's like, I've, I've learned that, I've, I've learned to have a greater understanding of you and the fact that, like, you told me, you told me all that, that people have this, like, talking at you or talking down to you. So, like, instead of saying, fix your face or, 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 like, yo, the fuck's wrong with you, you'd be like, yo, you good? What's up with you? You right? And, and see, let you answer it. Thank you. Because when I tell people as a kid growing up, the whole face thing, like, I've heard in my life, this is not a no exaggeration. Like, I've heard it since I was a kid, man. Like, I'm like, like fix your face. I'm like, I can't see my face. I don't know. I just yeah, feel like, this way. Like, chilling, like, the yeah. fuck? In a sense, like, I didn't have the heart to tell them, or at least understand. Like, I don't know how I'm feeling. My face just goes this way. Mm-hmm. Like, what's wrong with you? And then it's like, I have a, a scowl. And then it's crazy because the same people tell me you have such a gentle face. And I'm like, that's another thing I don't like. Like, I don't need someone to tell me about gentle, gentle, useful looks in my face, this or round cheeks. Like, forget about it, man. Like, I'm just always confused. (laughs) So, like, at one point in time, I had a look and I just kept it that way. But when I feel, it's like, it's hard for me. Like, I don't really hide it. Gotcha. It just comes in my body as soon as I don't really realize it. It just fixed my face. Like, I'm a bastard with a heart of gold, and I truly mean that. I heard you, bro. But, 
I'm just a feely person. I just don't mean it em em emanated, but it just does. But I'm grateful when people do receive it. It's like, all right, I know this nigga is. And they speak to me just fine. So people can feel energy. I'm glad they do. Like, I'm really grateful they do. Like, other people can't do that well. Like, oh, no. like women should be able to do it well, but there's so many women that don't understand my feelings yeah. when I speak. And it's just like, listen, yeah. this, is, this is not even your fault. I know it's not, but your reaction, I don't need to deal with your feelings while I'm dealing with this right now. Please don't. Mm -hmm. So... Like when I'm amongst people that can actually like just share my feeling with me and just tell me woosah without woosahing, I love them so much. And I cherish them. So it's like, my ride or die. You know what I mean? It's like, I've always found it interesting that like, how some people are literally like oblivious to, to energy and vibes. And it's like, how you really can't, it's like, I, I can kind of understand it in the sense that I feel like people who really can't feel it or can't see or can't sense energy in the room or, or, or like do certain shit at times where it's not supposed to be done. I feel like those people are like too caught up in their own body and their own energy and, and how they feel. And it's like, that's all that's all good and well, but it's like, you gotta learn. It's well, you don't have to, but like, it's really, it's really good to learn how to learn, how, how to read energy, how, how, how to feel it. And know how to navigate, how to navigate within it, how to fucking move within the energy flow. You, you feel me? That and that's something means. I've noticed that I've almost mastered at this point. Yeah. Cause I can, I, I can fucking maneuver my way through a, through a fucking a tense ass room and be like, yo, why is it mad tense in here? And I would address the, the elephant in the room just just to make it to tenseness go away. Because I know <laughs> somebody is going to talk they shit right after. Like, fuck out of here. This nigga did this. Fuck out of here. At that point, I'll be like, ah, everybody relax. You, what happened? At that point, that's when I'll start to kind of start to kind of manipulate the energy in the room and, and try to make it, try to make it like all good and well. You feel me? Because, you know, that's that's you always realizing in a sense that you're like a mechanic. If you come into, like, the, the, the fucking goddamn gun and it's like, Hey, 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 why is this part not working? No, 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 this is my division. I work here. Y'all niggas are my co-workers. What the fuck is wrong? Because I got to clock out today. I got to make sure I pay these goddamn bills. Me in space and shit. And y'all fucking it up. Like, listen, fix this goddamn Gundam. What's wrong? <laughs> so it's like, that part, I won't lie to you. It's almost like a releaser. So when it happens, it's almost like for me, with my goddamn, how I view myself and how my life has gone with my traumas and whatnot. Me is like someone like ripping open like some gauze and shit. And it's like, we're going to put the bandages, they clean. It's like, ah, it's like, well, this is what fuck, this is what happened. And then this happened is like, they're better. You feel good now. We dress your wound. All right, I do feel better. Thank you. For fact. <laughs> and it's like, I'll leave now. I appreciate this. <laughs> Let's no, smoke this doobie real quick. No, it's like it's like when you have a really big argument with, with your girl, and then the room becomes mad tense because like none of y'all want to talk about it. Y'all both so fucking yeah. hard-headed and stubborn. None yeah. of y'all want to be the bigger person. They'd be like, you know my babe? I'm sorry. I was wilding. Let's talk about it. Now that's a shared love. See, we talk about self-love, but that's a shared love. Mm -hmm. that, that's what that is. That's mm -hmm. good. That's actually really good when you can come out of your own safety net and be like, let's share this shit together, I guess. Or safety blanket, mm -hmm. so to speak. And believe it or not, women, women find that shit sexy. If you could do that, if you could finesse that whole energy situation, women find that shit sexy and after that, 
she, she, she's either gonna give you head or a fuck you, nigga. Cause you just, you, cause you, you just finessed it. You just finessed it. You, you made so, it. You made it about her and the so whole situation. For the situation. sake of the audience, we should say she'll make it a central moment, intimate moment for the both of you because yes. you share that vulnerability, yes. right? Yes. 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 <laughs> We're trying to get a different audience. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, yeah, on this podcast, we keep it real. We, we keep it funky. We, we say whatever we want, man. Now, get me wrong. We don't wild out, and I mean, but. We keep it. We we keep it us. You know? we, we keep it respectful, you know I mean? rated R. For a fact, for a fact. Thank you, Monica. Thank you, thank you. Like, you know, understand? We drop these n bombs. We can say anything we want, technically. <laughs> but we will, we will hold the right to respect you, people. For a fact. And for niggas. a fact. <laughs> oh man, I hope you guys are enjoying the music selection. We're oh yeah, not, we're not monetizing any of this, so it's like we just want a good vibe. For a fact, some good old, some good old lo-fi. I, I've always, I've always enjoyed lo-fi. Like it's always, it's, it's a good type of type of music, type of the beats, just chill, relax, and, and just conversate with them. Right? Speaking of music, guys, um, we're trying to get a funky little project going <laughs> sometime. Next in the year. summer, next year, who knows? <laughs> nah, man. Um, just look out for these simplistic ass names, but dope names. Um, Dr. Kind and Catalunian, baby. And don't forget, with LBK, that's little baby knuckles. No, way, nah. Little baby knuckles. Right, the story behind that, that guys, is uh, we went to the to, to the Wu Tang name generator. And generated all our names, and mine's came out to Doctor Kind, and and Blackest's name came out to Catalunzo baby, and it worked out so well because he has a cat named Knuckles, and this nigga is obsessed with this guy, yo. Like he, he fucking loves this, this fucking little nigga, yo. That's my baby. That's so, my boy. So it worked out well. And uh, he got his great rap name when he unfortunately came and added it for uh, me and Skeet one day. We were chiefing and siphoning. And at the end of it, uh, Knuckles just came over there. Yeah, he really be out. He really be out. Right when we said his name, he just came in. I was like, oh, he got the table away. Because honestly speaking, like, like I want to quote Lil Dicky when he did that um, joint with um, Snoop. Because ironically, the stand-up rap is kind of only the real rap today. No man. And. Of course, no Lonely Island shit. Not even really any, I want to say artistic shit, because all I got is smooth, velvety singing chops. And coming from Ski's background, honestly speaking, he do has, he, he has he has some tunes as well, some chops. And of course, we're not professional artists, but, you no. know, music is a gateway. It's, um, it's, it's honestly a ritual we all have known for years. And not to be too deep tank with this, because it's not that deep, but... Music is just very spiritual. It's just really great. It, it, it can heal you. It can make you angry. It can hurt you. But honestly, it just makes you feel something. And when we don't have these natural tethers into this world that makes us feel, we we, we, look, we looked at any source for it. Well, music is probably our first real source of anything, of knowledge. Oof. In the womb, our parents will play it. Some people in the music, mommy and yep. classes will have the fucking goddamn um, um, headphones over the belly yep. playing Bach. Or Beethoven. Uh, Beethoven, yep. playing mm-hmm. God knows what for these babies to make them educated and really, you know, have some value culture, if you will. So, 
music is honestly a, a, a really, really wonderful tool we have. And um, yeah, yeah, I just really hope you guys enjoy the tunes, and I hope you guys enjoy the tunes we provide next year. Word up. Um, now, nah, but get me wrong, with this whole album, we're not gonna, we're not trying to be rappers. It's just like a joke album, you know what I mean? I have an album, it's a fucking EP. Just to pass the time. I mean, I'm hoping to get more than five just for fun. Yeah, yeah. It's really just for fun. Yeah. Really, you can call it what you will. I mean, it doesn't have to have a genre. It doesn't have to have anything to it. But as long as you like it, who gives a fuck? For a fact. Because, so. I mean, who doesn't love Cat Delusional Dr. King? Come, baby. baby. You know what I mean? So I just got to hit up my, my, my little bro. actually got, got a studio. And he also mm-hmm. has phenomenal music as well. Yes, yes. So so go to soundcloud.com slash Derek, you know what I mean? For some for some really, really great rap music, dog. I'm not gonna it reminds lie. me of um, a smooth but actual hood um Rich Brian, aka that dude went by Rich Trigger. Rich Trigger. Like it's good trap music, good trappy vibe. Mm-hmm. Like really melodic. Soldiery voice. Not to sell you on too much of the name and feeling of it, but like people love music, but you honest with you, what sells people more than anything else is always the, the feeling. voice. Yes, yes, the, the voice and the feeling. Yes, yes. accompanies it. The emphasis on the words, the enunciation on everything. Piggybacking on that is a perfect example is um Pop Smoke. He's the reason why he fucking blows so fast is because his voice and his whole his whole style of rapping was it was very different, but very familiar to that 90s, 50 cent style, you feel me? And that's why everybody loved it. It was great. So, yes. I'll be the pop smoke, yo, for real. And, um, another great voice we lost, who I find myself missing more and more and more every day, and I wasn't too much of a core fan, because I didn't have an opinion of him, but when he died, it actually made me hella sad, bothered the shit out of me. Juice World. Yes. He had a voice that was like antagonizingly beautiful. Oh my god, yeah. And it was like a somber, tragic, like rainbow, if you will. That's in paradise, like, Juice He could paint you a really vivid story. And you could probably be like, oh, it's emo rap or the other dumb shit. But to be honest with you, nobody puts out music with the intention of not making someone like it for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. So you have to put that into account. It's not just industry music, and Juice honestly wasn't just an emo, sad, little fucking black nope. kid from the hood. Nope. He was really a tragically fucking mournful black kid from the hood and going through shit, and he, he made you know it. He, mm-hmm. was, he made you aware of it. And he didn't care how you judged him. Nope. I mean, Junkie didn't, Junkie wasn't his vocabulary. Attic wasn't vocabulary. How you viewed him as a fucking loser or burnout didn't matter. Mm-hmm. How the old head tried to come for his generation didn't matter. Mm-hmm. I mean, shit, he even did a tape with fucking Future, which made me more aware of him. And honestly speaking, I love the kid after that. And when he died, it really fucked with me. And he had a really good voice, too. Great yeah, it really voice. made me sad for a little while. It's like, you know, he's really gone. Like, what the fuck? Like, Mac Miller dying still makes me cry to this day. Gotcha. And, you know, it was fucked up because Mac really must have that sad little kid who probably didn't deserve any of the pain he did, but he didn't take it like I did. He didn't even take it on the chin. He probably took the hits, wiped the tear away, and smiled like, all right, I'm going to go get the day. Mm-hmm. Was that Kool-Aid and pizza? No, man. Was that, was, was that fucking fentanyl and fucking lean? Was, was that all that? I need all that. Yeah, man. Like, I'll never even forget the shocking ass video where you see fucking French. Like, no, 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 my man. Like, you got to chill. Like, no, no, no. You don't understand it. Like, here you have a dude that's really in the industry for years. Mm-hmm. Like, an old head. Started off, started off selling coke, too. And honestly speaking, 
never got high on your own supply came from a nigga that probably got high on his own supply. So, I'ma be real with you. If you got an older nigga telling you about some shit like that, listen to them. It's scary how he was in that video, like, really shockingly telling this nigga. And they put that up on their own accord. French didn't do that. When French spoke about it, he was like, nah, man, I really tried to stay him away from that when he died. He mm -hmm. spoke about it because the video surfaced. And that was really haunting because Mac was such a beautiful light. And honestly speaking, I came home that day and I was going through my own journeys with, like, vices and drugs and shit. And I found Mac and he was keeping me calm and safe, sta so, um, stable in a sense when I was dipping and dabbing. And, you know, to know a person like that was younger than me going through that and he died and it hurts. And like, shit, that should have been me, not you. You were somebody. You have a nobody more than you. And there's so many nobodies like me more than you. And it turns out you didn't even treat us like that. You actually made music for niggas like me. Mm -hmm. So it sucks and it hurts. You know, same way with Chester when he died. And I've been with Chester knowing his music since I was like 12, yeah, 13. Yeah, for, 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 for years now. And that for hurts. Years, bro. I cannot hear a Linkin Park song and not like almost get angry at him dying. I felt that. And that was suicide more than fucking you yeah, know, depression. abuse. Depression. And you know, we look at also how people die. Mm -hmm. And we, we also low-key, high-key judge them. Unfortunately, even though we really shouldn't, like when, like when Juice World died, like... like Hang a lot. <clears throat> if he did not die the way people thought he did, a lot. If, if he died the way people said with them cops about the Raiders plane, am I gonna be mad? Hell no. Yeah, but do I understand? Yes. Nigga, do you? Fuck no. Nigga, yo, like I love, I love Juice Wrld to death, but like the way he, the way he went out, fucking being scared and overdosing on pills off the of the FBI. It's like if that's if all that is true. If you really down that whole bottle of pills when 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 they landed it and the FBI was right there at, hey. at the gate, hey, that don't don't that, knock it. I'm not I'm not knocking you, not but you, like, yeah, not you. but like, I still I've not heard that. I'm just like, you a stupid nigga for doing that, bro. Like that, that nigga, you had you had the bread to 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 come out of that, or like or like the most do fucking five years for fucking whatever you had did for for, for you know what I mean, like. It's easier said than done, bro, because I'm going to be real with you. You and I don't even know that type of lifestyle in terms of him having that shit on him and he's famous. For a fact. Like, let you and I have the money and fall back on our bad vices. Oh, oh my like, God. Think about it. Like, I'm going to be real with you. If niggas find me with keys of that shit and I'm on that plane and I'm thinking, like, my family, my family, and I'm worried, bro. I'm going to be real with you. You think I'm not ingesting soon? You think I'm not? Real time? I can't do a time like that. Not even, like, mentally, physically in prison, but, like... The thought of like that mark on my life, it's not the same. I can't do other shit no more. Yeah. That stigma carries. Yeah. Like I pretty much ruined my one chance. So at that point in time, someone in that in that capacity thinking like that, they already lost it. Preservation is it. They're not thinking what else they could lose. Yeah. Realistically, that's the only way. I, that's the closest I can get to it because I haven't been put in that situation. For fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah like it's so. the power of being addicted to something. Oh, nigga, stop, nigga, man, me and you both, bro, shit. A lot, it's like, it's so easy to, to, to talk and been talking to you. I will do this, I'll do that, but it's like, you don't really know until you're in that situation. That that specific situation, you was like, I'll do that, I'll do that. Until you're, until you're in that situation yourself, you don't know what you're going to do. Honestly. Like, it's so easy to, to be mad at a person for going out a certain way, but it's like, if it was like instead of, instead of being mad, try to understand 
try to try to grasp the whole the whole situation and try to see it from their perspectives, your perspectives, and other perspectives as well. Yes. And once you do that, then then that's when you can make your final opinion on it. And honestly speaking, we 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 say shit like that too, but. That's what a, an opinion is. It essentially is an assessment. It's a judging. Mm-hmm. But we're all these three proverbial roles. We're all the executioner. We're all the jury. And we're all the judge. So we just have to be limited in how serious we take those roles. Because the dead can't speak. And because of that, we have to be respectful of them. Regardless of how they go out or who went out. Because, again, dead men tell no tales. For fuck. And that's it. And it's like, we talk about the spiritual, we talk about the supernatural. Those run tandem together. So, honestly, it's really real. This feeling we get out there, that sixth feeling, that seventh feeling, that eighth feeling, these extra senses we don't have, like, understanding of. They're there. We feel them. Mm-hmm. So, when the dead go, go with them. Just that's it. Let them, let them, let them go with peace. Let them rest. Like, that's it. It's just terrible when it's like an artist because we just we hear them and we see them still to this day. Oh yeah. You know, and that's the worst thing about music is when someone is no longer here to sing more tunes. And that's Bugs. when they really do become stories, which is why they're so important. You can learn so much from them. Cool thought. No, Circling back to the concept of this rant. Another great artist that we that we recently lost that I've obviously been listening to heavy. Is King Von. King Von, yo, yo, the way. About two weeks, right? Yeah, November 6th. November 6th, RP King Von, you know, like the way this guy rapped, his whole storytelling. No, longer. His... It's been a month, right? Yeah. Shit, damn. It just feels like sad to say yesterday. Yeah. Sorry. Um, not to say I forgot about him dying, it's just. Fuck, I didn't. I, I forgot I was at. That long ago, about about a month ago. Yeah, yeah, bro. The last thing I remember about that is when actually um uh, Snitch Nine talking shit, making fun of Dirk, crying about him. Mm-hmm. Like Dirk was actually torn up about it. Yeah, crying and all that, bro. Cause they were brothers. Fucking Dirk, Dirk signed him. Dirk signed on the but yeah, like the, his his slow, his whole storytelling, like his vocals was just different, nigga. You got it. You gotta hear some of the tracks, bro. I'm about to put you on after the after this podcast. Amen. We losing we losing too many great artists, many great people in this world, man. And, and it's really sad. Sad because some of them are going out because they're in a dangerous lifestyle. Have and have nots, man. Yeah. And it's it's really sad too when they have nots take out the knot. And yeah, like, like it's so yeah. heartbreaking when like. You hear like a person like King Vaughn being killed by like a regular nigga in a in a gang. Like like are you dead ass? Are you dead ass? Like are you dead fucking serious? Shit, same can be said about Pop. Yeah. That was a home invasion. Yeah. I, I, I actually I actually got the whole story now about that in the from a, a, a YouTube video that that's that's told me that told the whole facts about it. Fucking 
But it's like with, with, with these niggas, they act, they actually they actually about it. They actually in the lifestyle, which is like if you live by the gun, you you die by the gun. Hell yeah, man! Shit, that's cold, man. Once you taste blood, that's yeah, shit. that's shit. Yeah, you're part yeah. of the set. Yeah, yeah, it's so true, bro. Once you catch that first body, like you're you're saying stone. Why? Because that person you killed, you're a killer now, man. That like, person you killed knows niggas, and and now you started beef, nigga. Yeah, like I hate to say it, like don't get me wrong, it's an injustice, but yo, listen. Don't think because you got skeletons that fucking they're buried. No man. Like people saw them bodies, people seen what you did. Like Niggas they're petty. gonna find you. Yeah. They want you now. Like Niggas people know petty. what you do. Facts. And the gang life is so horrible because that shit is tribalistic. Yeah. Like, it's tribe mentality. Tribe mentality is so terrible because it's like all you going off is just like pure just fucking rage, pure primal shit. That's mm-hmm. all you know. And if you're not ready for that, if you're not ready for that type of lifestyle or that type of like mentality, mm-hmm. then I wouldn't, I wouldn't go into the fire. Yeah, it's it's a very it's it's a it's, it's a dark it's a dark psychosis. But if you know you're about it and you want to get into it, by all means, man, because there is, and a lot there is good money to be made in that in that lifestyle. I ain't gonna hold you. Like that's that's that fast money. But don't take that as as us saying you to go out there and do it. No, 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 no. Like, cause there is people out there that are really about it, that are really living their life out there. You know what I mean? Why? Cause they, cause they can actually do that. They, they actually want to do that. And that's okay. Why? Because that's their life. Yeah. You cannot judge them for what they do. And as you shouldn't. Just don't get it. Don't get caught up in it. Yeah. <laughs> don't get caught up in it. Don't try to understand too much of it. If nope. it's just like, if it's just entertaining nope. to you, then don't, don't. Don't. It's really real. Like, there's rappers with bodies on their bills. Mm-hmm. To this day, shit. Gucci mm-hmm. Mane is probably one of the like clearest cases, only because he kind of got off scot free. Mm-hmm. Like real scot free. Like, he's mentioned that shit so many times since he's been out. I mean, I should let you know. Mm, something ain't right with that nigga. And if Gucci died tomorrow, you'd be like, mm, I kind of understand. Yeah, like he was really about this, so it don't make sense. But regardless too, though, it's still fucked up when certain people die. Oh, yeah. You know? it's, it's very unfortunate. And it's whack. Because that death is hurting a lot of people. Facts. Too many people. <sighs> oh, man. That that heater feeling good, boy. Yo, people, this 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 house, this house be be so cold, yo. Like oh, when man. I when I when I say this fucking landlord don't give no heat, this nigga. I feel like this. I feel like this nigga's crib has heat. And he's like, I right, my crib got heat. That's it. 50-50, That's what it is. It's like. He doesn't know the problem, but he's still not taking care of the problem. Nigga, fuck out of here. Niggas don't pay 2K for the crib for nothing, nigga. <clears throat> yeah, but we gonna figure that out. Truth be told, that man's probably going through it too still because to be honest with you, he's like, since his, since his wife passed, he has not been the same and it showed. And now all he has is his daughters, in a sense, like helping him and taking care of him. So what he doesn't know, what he can't do. It really shows. It's like I felt that, but it's like if if you know you don't have the mindset no more, 
then pass on the whole property management onto a professional property manager or a professional property management company to do the job for you then because you clearly not doing it yourself now you have to understand something he probably doesn't have the knowledge or know-how or resources that's when you learn like that that's the reason why he has kids bro if we like like really like this and it's just like I get it. It's like I don't blame people. I don't. I don't blame people because because like you, you can't. You can't really blame people. It's like it's, it's how they raised us. Like they they stuck in that that whole mindset because they raised their whole life. But just like well, see, you have, you can do more than you're saying you can do right now. Like. No, no, it's true. It's harder for him because he actually comes from a different country. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. I don't blame him. But it's just like, dude, like you have to at least try. Like, just be while you have young kids for asking them how the fuck to do more if they do more than you. He probably is. We actually don't know because you haven't said something. We're vocal about the situation, but who speaks to him really? Just those two. But let's leave that out of this. Yeah, my fault. <laughs> my fault. I kind of went, kind of went personal there, people. We've been dealing with this shit for for months now, so my fault. This is. This is, this is a very hot topic for me because I'm about ready to call 311 on this nigga, bro. So. I felt that. But we're going to be professional for the rest of this one. <laughs> but this is why I love this podcast, man. We could, we could gear off and just come right back to it, right? Yes, but podcast should be about the business, nigga. The business. I, I, I mean, you're right. You're Dr. Right. Khan out here fucking up, y'all, but... We right Nigga, we we, jams, we 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 ain't delusional. <laughs> we ain't fucking up, man. We hey, hey. we keep it with, with, with the Florida podcast, man. This what Dave Chappelle said? Jokes and jokes and jokes and ha. stupid. You know. Nigga, also, hey. uh, shout out to Netflix for being cool for respecting Dave, but fuck Dave Chappelle. Why? I I respect his rights as an artist to feel the way he does, mm-hmm. but. I'm not with that because you suffered, we still suffered. I respect in it. In what sense? In what sense did we suffer? I missed that show. It was only up there for a week. Dave for Chappelle's- every week and he I- took it down. Yeah. I mean, I think it's on, yeah. I think it's on um, HBO Max or another... I think it might be on HBO Max. We can still watch it there, but it's like, Dave, why? Why, Dave, why? Like, what if I don't subscribe to that? <laughs> but, you know... I respect the artist's right to protect their creation. Yes, yes, definitely. It's just, I don't like scorned artists showing their comeuppance back at people. Because it doesn't just affect you. You know, even though quietly, it did only affect you when you lost money. So, So in a sense, I have no right, but as a consumer and as a fan, it, it just hurts. So you feel like he did it out of pettiness and spite? No, no, he did it out of respect. He did it out of respect that he didn't get years ago. And he's keeping up with that. He's standing on what he believes on. So I believe that. So when I say, fuck you, Dave, it comes from my heart. Like, fuck you, Dave. Fuck you, Dave. <laughs> like, that's where that feeling comes from. You know, because Dave Chappelle is honestly the mentor that we all didn't get, like, personally. You know, we all get to have like a role model when we're watching someone. And when our sense of watching people comes from a television, you know, we really value who we watch. Yeah, and Dave that's... is the person that, you know, sorry to cut you off, but no, no, yeah. Dave is just the person that honestly we all really value. Whether we just don't like him but respect him or love him and respect him. And that's that. 
See, that's all good and well to admire a celebrity and fucking have love for them and, you know what I mean, like, sort of like, sort of like, in a sense, praise them a little, just a little bit, not, not praise them, but admire them and, I mean, it's kind of like, they're kind of like your role model in a sense, but, like, some people are obsessed, my nigga, holy shit, like, Yeah, you know what fans are actually like, short for is fanatic. Like, yo, like, when I mean obsessed, like, I mean, like, people live their lives, nigga. They, people know more about celebrity lives than they know about themselves. Some people. And that is, that is bananas to me. That is bonkers, yo. <laughs> like, like, for lack of a better term, bro, that's it's just, like, that should be having me perplexed. Like, yo, like, what? Like, behaviorism is interesting to people. On some, like... They know Kim Kardashian's favorite dessert type shit. I mean, what if you got to hang out with your favorite celeb one day and you're hanging out? Bro, and if, I, if I... Wait, got... hey, let me finish, let me finish. What if you pull out your favorite snack and it happens to be... It's like, oh shit, dog, you like that too? It's like, word, nigga. Now you hanging out, you're thinking like, cool, we have more in common. Nigga, if We're I... hang out more and be friends. Or, 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 you just got opportunities. Because again, I was prepared for the situation. No. <laughs> I was prepared not, for opportunities that came a knocking. I see, see it all goes back, see? see but again, what nigga. Are those people who prepped all their lives. I mean, I'm talking about my ass on that one. Of course, of course. Flip to none. Flip to none. But, but, nigga, if I got a chance to hang, out, to hang out with Logic, my nigga, like, oh my god, I'm fucking. I'm picking his brain, nigga. I'm, I'm, but, but, yo, how do you, how, how you do this? How you do that? Like, how you feel? How you about this? Like, nigga, I'm having a, a deep combo with this man, Logic. Yo, shout out, shout out to Logic, oh, man. Fucking hang out with me, day, bro. Dude, yo, you pick his brain about mad boxing shit, right? Even, even spar with that nigga. Even spar with the motherfucking. Are you kidding me? I would never spar with. Yes, you would. You have, you have to learn, learn, learn the defense. Dude, I would, I would love to spar with Floyd, but man, like, the thought of sparring with him, I'd just be like, yo, dude. I know too much about you to honestly like take you for a fool. I know what you're about to do. You're about to, you're about to finesse me, nigga. Finesse me real quick. I know what you're about to do, man. Like they said, there's like they said like Floyd said this about I think um I think he said about Madonna when he was fighting him. He didn't say about Madonna. No, he said about Canelo. He was like, yo, there's like seven ways to beat him. There's no ways to beat me. I heard you. But you're true. A lot of niggas tried. And the man is, is 50 and 0. So you really cannot argue that fact. Every time they thought they had the blueprint, it was like, how you gonna know? How you gonna beat me when I never been beaten? Like, is it really a way to beat me? If it doesn't show? Like, does it does does my does it not show? Can I not say I'm the best? No man. I guess the, not. Hey, the the works the works speaks for itself. That's another thing when you when you get in, in, in something you really love, let the work speak for itself. Alright? Don't ever don't, don't don't ever come to niggas begging, alright? Let let your work speak for speak for itself. If you really if you're really the best at what you do, and if you know you're the best, other people other people are definitely gonna see that and people are, are gonna come to you, so don't even worry about that. That's facts, man. I'm trying to have kids come up to me like, hey, can you sign my gloves? Man, can you take my picture? <laughs> hey, I want to take a picture with you, kid. Like, you want a fucking autograph, man? Can I get a picture with you? Like, I got a fucking, I got a fucking Polaroid, man. Like, 
gonna come out there with a robe one day, like on my 50th fight, just with like dawn, all the pictures I got with kids and fucking adults and kids and everybody, pe- people. Like, Shit. Just like, look at what I did. Look at what I did for myself. No, man. Kind of lose new vibes. Look at these belts. I swear to God, they give me that ring name, we'd be mad. It's like, welcome me to the stage, I'm Matthew not. Cat Delusional Carter. I'm like, shit, that name stuck. <laughs> Have all the kids fought with their cats? Like, hey. Like, I'm be, I'm be mad high in the corner. I'm like, yeah, Cat Delusional, baby. It's like, nigga, please don't be high to fight. <laughs> but, yo, honestly speaking, like, all this investment into oneself, like, it's going to be amazing. Oh, yeah, man. Self-development feels amazing. I will say this though, all the sacrifices to get what I want, I'll never be able to smoke weed again. I will, but like in between, like like I gotta be careful. If I get caught out there, man, it's like I'm getting stripped from what? With drugs, it was weed, bro. It's like are you, it doesn't you can still feel pain on weed. I don't know why people think that. It's like weed is not an actual magical drug. Yeah, it just makes like, you like calm. It makes you <laughs> mad giddy. Yeah. And at times a bit lazy. Hang on, you a bit lazy. Shit, man, we gave you two solid hours today. Oh, yeah, man. What you think? Are we going there right here? I think it's a good part, man, dude. I think we should pick up another one next week. Oh, yeah, de- definitely. I feel like I feel like we're, I feel like we'll we're, we're, we're you it'll be like a constant every week thing. Yeah, we can actually just do this like literally every week thing if we wanted to. And by then, we can actually invest in better equipment. You know, not to talk about this on the podcast, y'all, even though we're talking about making things better for y'all, but still. No, I mean, now we have to. We have to, have to keep playing like, a lot. The way we record the podcast is through my phone, and this should be sounding like we recorded it in the fucking studio, bro. I, I'm like, loving it. Like, I won't even lie to you on some real shit. I really would like to take this further because, I mean, we could actually, like, use this advertisement like a stepping stone. Like, get the people out there. Oh, like, yeah, man. Like, help! <laughs> That's pretty much it. Probably back to movies on Ted and shit. Uh, yo, the Man. time, yo, that, like, help me. That's a, that, that's a story for the next fuck, I think. The time when we when I when I when we geeked up and I was so geeked that I was so geeked at work. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna talk about that one on the next one, bro. Definitely we'll talk about it next time. Because our fucking boys set us up for that one. Yo, that is yeah, yeah, we're gonna have a better story. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be, it's gonna great, be great. Man. It's gonna be great. I hope y'all know shameless. <laughs> yeah, that's a fact. But alright y'all, I love y'all. It's it's good to be back. I know it's been a minute. I apologize, y'all know. Maybe y'all waiting for the next point, I don't know. I, I hope y'all have been shit, but I know it's been a minute, so my fault. I apologize for that, but we on, we back on the rocking, but we definitely, definitely gonna be back on next week. I'm thinking, what's, what's today, Sunday? Yes. I'm thinking every Sunday, right? That's true. That's, that's true, right? Yeah. I'm pretty much home by this time yeah. every Sunday. Yeah, so that's fine. Yeah. Every every Sunday, I'm gonna I'm gonna try my hardest to keep it at that. I mean, it's of course, I mean, depending on our on our schedules, of course. I mean, cause work and whatnot. Fuck, fuck the fucking nine to five. Right, race it is not fun. I mean, financial freedom, people. Now, next episode, we're going to talk about financial freedom. All right? But financial freedom. I also want to work in how some dark things can be enjoyable once oh, sustainable. From um, a certain um, perspective of mine. Because I, I view life as um, a competitive thing. But cynical, cynical, I actually view life as sometimes as a joke and a game. Mm-hmm. But if I pair that together, those are just things I enjoy. Right. So, some... Some trials and tribulations are meant to actually be enjoyable because they're endearing, is all. But again, topics for next 
podcast. Facts already out. Love y'all. Peace. Peace.